Hi, everybody. And welcome to <laughs> and welcome to That's Life, where it is pouring cats and dogs outside. I'm like drenched to the bone, and I would make a joke about a mubble, but frankly, it's not too funny right about now in light of a pandemic. Good morning, everybody. Thanks. I cannot get this headset to work, so I don't even hear anything. Hold on one second. Hello? No. <laughs> I don't know. The gremlins are at us. Let's try this one. <laughs> We're doing great so far. So far, this show is smooth. Let's go. Ah, this is a Vaihi or moment in radio. <laughs> there we go. We are cooking with gas, as my father would say. Good morning, folks. Thanks for listening. I am Miriam L. Wallach, General Manager here at the Nachman Seagull Network. You can find me here right after Allison and right before Nachum's Live Lunch. Hey, you know, it's not like, I don't know, a container of soup or a hot chocolate spilled or something. It's just that the headset wasn't working. So everybody, let's just take a deep breath in the studio and focus. So yeah, it's pouring cats and dogs outside. And if you saw my Facebook video, which I only noticed afterwards, frankly, it is like almost like splatter painted with water. I mean, <laughs> it looks like I got caught in a storm, which I did just walking from my car. So on the one hand, you might say, wow, it's really raining outside. On the other hand, you might say, Miriam, don't you own a raincoat? But folks, my face was dry. You know why my face was dry? Because I was wearing my mask. And this is my weekly reminder that going outside and wearing a mask is just good practice. Until we're told that we do not need to do that and we are safe, please wear your masks in public. Just common sense. And also, common sense, which we've been learning since kindergarten, wash your hands with soap and water. Not too challenging, folks. Just wash your hands with soap and water. Let's keep us all safe so we can move ahead safely. People keep referring to, to life right now as the new normal. No, I don't think that's a good attitude. I think we need to say that it is the current normal. It's not the new normal. I don't plan on wearing a mask for the rest of my life, and I don't think you do either. But that's what we have to do now. So do your part, wear your mask, wash your face, and let's get through this current normal so we can get back to normal. Um, I'm also going to remind you not only to practice social distancing, but segue only in my mind to also send your resumes to resume at nachomsegel.com. In the last five minutes, I just got two more resumes. I'm not kidding, folks. We are doing our best on your behalf to really try and make connections for people who are out of work. And unfortunately, there are a lot of members of our community right now who are out of work. And so we are trying to be professional shadchanim, not matchmakers, but in a professional sense, we're trying to help people find new employment. So please send your resume to resume at nachumsegel.com, resume at nachumsegel.com, and we will do our best to keep our eyes and ears open. Also, let's do the national holidays. It is International Left-Handers Day. Frankly, I do think you people deserve, you know, a, a day. A not, not more than a day, but I think you do deserve a day because you're like the Canadians of, like, you know, America. Yeah, yeah you, you got to answer for things all the time. The mugs are made wrong. Scissors are made wrong. I feel you. I do. I mean, I really don't because I'm a righty, but I feel you. So in, today is International Left-Handers Day. Find a Southpaw. Wish them a happy day. And, you know, buy them some kind of ridiculous mug that's only made for lefties. It's also National Prosecco Day. So that's my opportunity to say shout out to Kedem. 
because uh, we just got a new shipment here in the studio of a, a variety of different wines, including Kedem's new Magenta, which not I didn't even realize was in the studio before I went out and bought myself a couple of bottles. So we will be enjoying that and, of course, the rosé, the Bartonura rosé, this Shabbos at the Wallach household. But in honor of National Prosecco Day, I want to give a shout-out to my friends at Kedem, everyone at Kedem staunch supporters of everything that we do here at the Nachum Siegel Network, and we truly appreciate that support. I'm getting straight to my guest because I never have enough time to talk to her either on or off the air. You're listening to That's Life here at the Nachum Siegel Network. Ina Coppell joins me. She is also an on-air personality now. She has been in the fitness industry for over 20 years. You know her from Studio Ina. She's been on the air with me before. She's a business owner, an entrepreneur, a certified starting strength staff coach, and with a background in social work, business, and fitness, Ina encourages the community to invest in both their physical and mental health. She is the co-owner of Inside Fitness Now, a news podcast and talent major, talent management company, which helps fitness professionals develop their brand. And she joins us this morning. Ina, good morning. <laughs> Hi, good morning, Miriam. You were cracking me up the whole time. I was trying not to interfere on your show. You are so funny. Thank you. At least someone besides myself thinks I'm funny. I appreciate that very much. Um, okay. <laughs> oh, we have so much to talk about as always. So much. So I just mm. want to get into it. Well, first of all, congratulations on your podcast. Thank you, and you're actually one of my inspirations. I so enjoyed coming on to your radio show, and, um, you know, I felt like the audio platform is growing now, and it was one of the safe ways for us to communicate with our members and stay in touch, and so we launched it. Well, I'm very flattered about that, so thank you, and I'm happy to come on as a guest and talk about being Mm -hmm. 45 and overweight. Yeah, it's not a problem. (laughs) <laughs> uh, um, anytime you want. I'm sure that'll be very supportive to a number of 100%. your listeners. Of I would love it. It would be my pleasure. But let's let's talk about, you know, getting your feet wet in podcasting. Because, yes, I agree with you. It is definitely like a safe forum and a a sure-footed forum for for getting into this kind of virtual community. Because when you're transitioning as a brick-and-mortar business owner, to the current reality in which we live, where the, that online community, that virtual community is a necessity, you know, your first, your first go-to as a podcast to me seems to be a, a perfect fit. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And actually, uh, the impetus for us starting the podcast was really because our members needed support during a time when they were distraught, and it was the early stages of the COVID-19 pandemic. And we felt like, you know, listening was a lot easier than watching for them And in terms of, like, you know, them having their kids home, and it was difficult for them to sit in front of their computer screens, but they still wanted the support of their coaches, they wanted the support of their community and to stay in touch. And so so we launched an audio platform um, just to be able to stay connected with them in a way where it was easy for them to listen and still feel like someone was taking care of them. So uh, we decided to launch our podcast. And we had always at the gym had a podcast called Straight Talk with Ina. And so now we just made it one of the segments on Inside Fitness Now. Well, I think that's that's... I mean, for me, that's so relatable. First of all, for me to get to sit down in front of a computer to do anything is that's not work related is an anomaly. Right. That that kind of dedicated time is not something that I have. But listening to a podcast that I can listen on demand, that I can listen at a time that works for me and get the information 
And in this case, I would say inspiration that I'm looking for is very user friendly, mm-hmm. very speaking to the 2020 um, you know, situation where yeah. people just have to be flexible with the life that they're leading right now. And I think that there's a there's a level of comfort um, in audio in listening. It's sort of like a throwback to radio, mm-hmm. uh, and I feel like when I listen, it's a lot more comforting to me than when I'm like reading a text or scrolling through social media. But it really helps me internalize not just the information, but also the vibe and the message that the person's trying to you know come across with. So I, I'm I'm a big big advocate for radio and audio, and I was excited to just. You know, dive into it, and also for Raina and I, Raina Butler is my co-host, and um, for us, we wanted to do something productive during the time that we were on lockdown, and we wanted to learn a new technology. And since we were no longer to, able to work at the gym, we thought this would be a good use of our time to keep us working, to keep us creative. Well, I think it's fabulous, and a shout out to Raina, who's also somebody that I adore. So let's talk about. Inside Fitness Now. What is Inside Fitness Now? What is going on both for you and for people like me? Well, so uh, Inside Fitness Now is a news and media platform. We have a podcast we have on Instagram and Facebook, and we have a robust email list. And so what I did after our, I mean, gyms in New York are not allowed to open to this day. And uh, after closing our gym, Woodmere Fitness Club, we decided to continue serving our members with a you know news platform where they could keep up with information on what's happening not only to gyms in the area but health and fitness in general and specifically we were using our podcast as a storytelling platform for out-of-work instructors and out-of-work gym owners in hopes of connecting the person who's looking for a virtual fitness platform or uh, if they're looking for a physical outdoor workout this way we could help the instructor and the gym owner who was trying to pay their bills connect with members who might be looking for a workout, whether it's on the beach or in the backyard. And then at the same time, um, you know, letting members know who in their area is doing those types of workouts or doing things remotely. So it served to help people feel like they had control who were fitness instructors. You know, when, you, when you're out of, you know, out of your element, out of work, if someone tells your story, you feel kind of more in control. You feel like someone's listening. And then as for the members, it was just a great way to, to connect people to workouts. And so we were sharing the news, and there's a lot of um, news around for, you know, New York. It's very controversial. There's a lot of people who are losing their businesses like we did, and there's a lot of people who are losing their homes because their gym facilities aren't able to be open. And so we wanted to uh, look into all those things and address them and give everyone a voice. Uh, to tell their story. And it sort of has evolved into something a little bigger where we just opened up our division for talent and brand coaching, which I'm so excited about. I think that's great. I want to talk for a second about this, what I see as a generous nature in the in the gym and exercise and fitness community. What I mean by that is that there are plenty of there are plenty of industries where an owner of one um, uh, of, of one, whatever you want to, let's just say for this, for this purpose, one gym, okay. Or one business mm-hmm. would, one business owner would not take the opportunity to share the spotlight or highlight 
the business of another owner. And instead, oh. right? Let's be honest. About, yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. So, yeah. but instead, you make a point of doing the opposite. I look at your posts and I pay such careful attention to them because I think it's amazing how you're highlighting gyms in Brooklyn and you're highlighting gyms in Oceanside and you're highlighting gyms in your own yeah. backyard in Cedarhurst and saying, look what yeah. they're doing. You know, props to them, rounds of applause to them. Like, am I am I reading this wrong about you're, about the exercise? So, so insightful, Miriam. I, <laughs> yes. I, I, but I don't you see. Know, I'm wondering if it's just you because you're a good person, or if it's the industry in itself. Like, it, or is it both? Well, you're you, you're certainly right in that in the fitness industry in general, there is a. Uh, severe competitive nature that's really, I think, instilled by the lack of support that the fitness industry receives from the state. Um, and in general, I think it's a competitive setting. And so instead of working together, the fitness industry has normally been competitive for members because it's really hard to run a successful business and, and every member counts. And it's just, it's competitive within the gym, uh, in most gyms amongst the instructors for attendees to their class. And it's competitive among the gyms. And when we owned a gym, our focus was our membership and their well-being, so we just focused inward. <clears throat> but uh, in general, yes, you're correct. But um, I try to tell people, and, and people were weary, actually, about having us come and interview them. Mm. And we're like, no, we're here to help you. Why? It's a freaking pandemic, and people <laughs> are dying. Right. Shouldn't we band together <sighs> to take care of our community? And when gyms realized that they can't stand alone, they right. started actually, um, the New York uh, Fitness Coalition is actually filing a lawsuit against Cuomo and the state trying to get open, but it's a coalition with gym owners who are trying to support each other and trying to get open, but you also have uh, a lot of fitness facilities that are coming together to support each other because they realize they need to cross-promote, they realize that they have to take care of their members' health, and that's the priority. And I just wanted to give them a platform to do that. Like, once we lost our gym, my mission was let's help as many people who are on lockdown, who might be depressed, who might be at risk, find the right match for themselves. Because to us, it wasn't like these are my members and that's the only person I'm helping. The community, you know, here and abroad, I feel like it's our responsibility to take care of them. And it seemed just logical for me. We're in a pandemic. It's an emergency let's band together, you know? So I was happy to give everyone a voice so that we could help the most amount of individuals. There's so much more that unites us than divides us. And it, 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 like what you're saying right now just so speaks to that. Put aside the riffraff, put aside the noise and just come together to, to do what'll benefit all of us, both, mm -hmm. you know, both mm -hmm. professionally and personally. It's just, it's such a good life mantra that um, mm -hmm. it, it's all, it, and and by the way, it's so much of your social work background. It's, yes, it, right? It's, I mean, so much of what you do, you apply that skill. It's not like that's a degree that you put on the shelf that you never used. You're still using it now. You use it every day. Every day. And I have to tell you, in the first week or to 10 days of the pandemic, if you notice, there was a shift. We went from, are you okay, checking on each other, banding together, putting all of our differences aside, to two weeks later, you know, having it be a partisan issue, and then everything fell apart and people got competitive again. But there was that two-week time period where people, didn't matter who you were, where you were from, what shul you were from, what gym you went to, everybody was taking care of each other, very similar to what happened in Superstorm Sandy. Uh, in our area. Right. And I really was hopeful 
that the message that we were always trying to send in our gym, that strength and fitness was for something bigger than just aesthetics, that this is now coming true and that we were all going to step up to take care of each other and it didn't matter what gym you were from or what school you went to. And that was pretty much what was happening in the first couple of weeks. And then, as everything, people got used to where we were at and went back to normal life uh, and started to, you know, uh, lose track of that kind of vibe. But I think it's very important that we remember we are human. We are all in this together. And there's no way to get through this without taking care of each other. You can't just be self-sufficient in this case. You need one another. And that is the same thing that holds true for gyms. A hundred percent. You're listening to That's Life here at the Nahum Siegel Network. And I'm joined by Ina Copel, who I referred to on Facebook as my as my fitness guru, and I think that that is an appropriate title for her, frankly, um, as we as we chat offline on, or I should say off the air, about a bunch of different things that plague women in their 40s, shall we say, and she's always giving me support. She's the best. Let's talk for a second about socially distant outdoor gym activities. What have you seen that's worked? I know that Studio Ina does not, and I use this word seriously, translate to being outside. One of the beautiful niches, Mm -hmm. one of the beautiful angles about your gym was that it was for women only and that with the exception of the strength building, but that had different times and that was, you know, a cordoned off area. But here, like these classes for women only, so doing them outside that your clientele is not going to it's not going to speak to their comfort level. So I, I get that that didn't necessarily work to move you guys into a parking lot. But what have you seen that other gyms have been doing that does speak to, you know, being able to do these activities outside and is successful? Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, one of the, the first thing that we did is that we, re, we moved a lot of our uh, trainees to a virtual platform. Um, one of our coaches and some of our instructors took on the responsibility of taking care of individuals that wanted to work through Zoom and virtual platforms. And so people who wanted to have support from their homes where they felt comfortable were able to do so. And um, I still do a lot of free form checks and, mm. and I give out a lot of advice. People message me. So the people who want to be in touch are still in touch and they're taken care of. Um, Since we know that a lot, uh, that mostly this virus is transmitted through droplets, the outdoor training has become a really nice option, although there are issues with temperature and weather that instructors are running into. I think that for the most part, Everything is able to be moved outdoors. The question is, does the instructor and the gym owner have uh, the the strength and desire to shift so much equipment outside mm. and take on the responsibility of socially distancing everyone? I've seen people be extremely successful with it, pushing spin bikes and boxing bags outside, which is great because those are pieces of equipment that can designate proper spacing, and um, there are basic classes where people can do their little strength workouts, uh, body sculpting workouts on their mat properly uh, spaced out, but I have also seen uh, some things that have made me concerned when um, the trainers or the gym owners, uh, based on how they personally feel about the pandemic, because we know that there's a lot of emotions involved in this and political opinions, people who don't believe that uh, mask wearing, social distancing, or the pandemic in general is a real thing, they're not as careful, and they do put their members at risk in that they don't 
properly social distance them or when they're all going to put away their items, they're not really cleaning them off. Mm-hmm. They're not spacing them out so that they go over to the area one at a time. So what I think is wonderful is that people who are providing fitness are setting up for everyone to exercise safely. However, they should also consider the fact when everyone's going to clean up or set up, they have to set up a system. And then instructors who are walking around screaming in people's faces, you know, they have to remember this is transferred through droplets. You are not just putting, you know, most most likely the young person or middle-aged or fit person who's coming to exercise um, has a good resistance, right? Has a good immune system. Right. But what about if you're taking the risk and you're not being careful, they're going home to their parents and grandparents. And I don't know why people don't think this is a a factor, but I think that people have done a lovely job. The ones who are careful are considering all the little details around it. And you can get a great workout on the beach, which I really recommend to people because there's a breeze and um, it's a safer environment. And the people who are doing it outdoors are are doing a good job as best as they can. Uh, But I think they have to consider the whole process, the whole system of cleanup, setup, you know, just to space everyone out correctly. But I think you can continue to do this through the fall. So do you... Do you support this lawsuit that is that is you know on behalf of gym owners forcing you know, asking forcing Governor Cuomo to allow gyms to reopen or do you think that it just may be too early because everyone's not being as safe as you would be? I think that this is I certainly understand the position that gyms are taking because I would be out of my mind right now if my gym was open and I had no information from the state except to say, hey, um, we don't think it's safe. We're, you know, we're not opening libraries and gyms, but we'll open up bars. That's the problem I have with this whole thing, because when you drink and you shout and you Mm. become more lax, I mean, what the hell are we opening bars up for, but we're not opening up gyms? Now, the problem with gyms, the title gym, is that it, it puts under one umbrella a globo gym, which is like, you know, New York Sports Club, Retro, anything that has a volume of people uh, versus a studio, right? Or like a small strength gym where you can control the number of people where it works off a small group model. So I think the lack of distinction and throwing everyone into one, um, you know, one title is just, it's a shame because there's a lot of facilities that can accommodate social distancing, open up the doors, provide a safe environment, but just to have one umbrella and say, gyms closed, no good. Look, I think that in gyms, it's going to be very challenging for people to wear masks and work out. And probably it can really be unsafe if you're doing cardio. Like the reason that we close is it's a multitude of reasons, but we were an aerobics facility and we had a small strength club, but there's no way that I could have provided a safe environment for people who are doing aerobics or I wasn't going to take responsibility for people who are um, older and, and, and I'm not a virologist, so I can't ensure safety and also being closed for six months is not an option. You right, know? Of course. But um, I think that there is a way to do this. And I think that having a gym is really important to people. I'm concerned about what's going to happen in the winter when people who are, you know, trying to work on their weight loss, who are diabetics, people who really need their fitness, really need their coaches for mental and physical health, don't have access. I think there's a safe way of doing this. 
Um, I think it's a problem that everyone has just had one blanketed title. Right. I don't blame the gyms for filing the lawsuit. I hope that, if nothing else, the lawsuit gets them some support and information and gets them heard from the state so they can have some direction. They want to do this safely. They want to open safely. But to leave us in the dark and to not give any information to people who are going to be losing their homes because they can't open their businesses, it's it's unjust. And right. I don't blame them for filing the lawsuit. 100%. But I think that they're... There is a risk in Globo gyms. There is a risk. You can't just let a hundred people in together to sweat and you know be on top of each other with no, you know, with no system in place. You know, you make an, you make an excellent point. It's it's the, it's the equivalent of being able to go to Target and Walmart, but not being able to go to a mom and pop store on Central Avenue. I I, compl- yeah, I completely yeah I completely completely hear it. Okay, so the the podcast can be found on Spotify. You are mm-hmm. you guys have to check it out. It's called Inside Fitness Now. You can subscribe on Spotify, download it. It'll, you know, you subscribe to that podcast, it'll download into your phone. Easy enough. You can listen on demand. You can get tips. And I'm knowing Ina, you can contact both Ina and Raina with questions afterwards. That's right. Well, I, I thank you for your time as always. I wish you always continued support and success and god knows with the two of you this is just the beginning of what is next a next phenomenal chapter in your in your global presence i just i just know thank you for having me on and we plan to be here for the community for the long haul in one form or another fabulous and i and i look forward to being there right along with you thank you so much ina always a pleasure Thank you, Miriam. My pleasure. You've been listening to That's Life here at the Nahum Siegel Network. A full afternoon continues of programming after the live lunch hosted by Nahum Siegel. We have, of course, Throwback Thursday. We have, of course, the Arab Shabbos show. We have 9,000 things going on today because, as you know, Thursday, as Nahum mentions on JMAM, is a day you do not want to miss. And the same way, I think that the listener this morning who won the gift was from Michigan. Am I correct? Yes, I am. So as we've been announcing, Thursdays are giveaway days here in August at the Nahum Siegel Network. And just around noon, I think we said, during the live lunch, we will be giving away yet another gift. So you want to tune in. Don't miss a minute of programming. We'd like to thank our friends at Aaron's Casino Farms and at Aaron's West Orange, who have been unbelievable supporters and are supporting our giveaways and all of our programming from now through Simchus Torah. Join Nachum tomorrow morning as he hosts J.O. Don't forget, Arab Shabbos show tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern time. Thank you, Mark Zomik, as always, and thank you to Kedem for sponsoring that programming. Tomorrow morning, join Nachum as he hosts J.M. in the A.M. And Naomi has a brand new table for two. Danielle Renoff, Peas Love and Carrots. She'll be on with Naomi tomorrow morning. And, of course, Shlomi Klein from Flashix Magazine. Don't miss that brand new program. She is kicking off season nine with an unbelievable start. Avrami hosts Saturday Night Seagull, Matze Shabbos. Matze hosts JM Sunday, 7 a.m. Eastern Time. We are closing today with Halev Sheli by Yishai Ruba. That song is in my head for a number of reasons. Enjoy it, folks. That's life, everybody. Bye, guys. <laughs> אלף שלי מרים ידיים כבר מועד לא עומד על הרגליים שבר כלי שאין בו כבר מה והשמיים הם לי חומה חבור בתוך הים ביבשה ורק אתה יכול להפוך מספדי למחול 
לזכך את החול, לרכך בי הכל. ורק אתה מבין איך לגשת ללב שלי, משכך כל כיף שבי, מרפא את נקרא לשניים, חציו השם וחציו לשם שמיים, כמו סופה מן הים עולם, כמו תופעה של מרים פועם, ואין תרופה בעולם ללב. ורק אתה יכול להפוך מספדי למחול, לזכך את החול, לרכך בי Thank you. 